1: You need indeed.
0: Dinkox and Bulldogs do battle between the hedges in the SEC opener. And this is where this game belongs, by the way, on the schedule. We all grew up with this game, and it's a damn shame that it's falling off the slate going into 2024 and maybe even beyond. Who knows when this game will return? And as I think back over the history of South Carolina and Georgia, I think of physicality. I think of slobber knocker type of contests, right? I think of 24 to 17, you know, 20 to 14. I think of great defensive lines. I think of quarterbacks getting pressured and, and hard hitting and blitzing and, you know, defenses ruling the day. Fast forward to 2023. Fast forward to the last six or seven years. And this series between South Carolina and Georgia has undoubtedly taken a turn. You know, Steve Spurrier tormented the Bulldogs when he was at Florida and most certainly South Carolina as well. Gamecocks won three in a row in the series in 10, 11, and 12. After losing in Athens and a close one in 13, they came back and beat Georgia in dramatic style in 2014. Since then, It has been ugly. Since 2015, South Carolina is one and seven in their last eight contests against Georgia. Of course, the one win coming in 2019 when South Carolina did the unthinkable as a 24 and a half point underdog, shocking Georgia in double overtime in that football game. But outside of that, guys, it's been ugly. The seven losses that I mentioned, they have all come by double digits. And Shane Beamer has had no luck against Kirby Smart in his first two attempts, losing by 41 points a season ago. And I believe it was 27 points back in 2021. I've mentioned this throughout the week. South Carolina bringing back competitiveness to this series and respectability to this game is important. It matters. And I think it especially matters to those of us who grew up watching this series, right? Those of us who can recall, you know, Georgia more often than not got the better of South Carolina, but you could always, for the most part, count on this game to be close, you could always count on south carolina to give georgia a 60 minute fight that has not been the case in recent memory you look at this georgia bulldogs team back to back national champions i don't have to sell you guys on how good they are they are number 1 in the country and a 27 and a half point favorite in this ball game for a reason but they have questions there is no doubt that georgia has questions they need answered in this football game. You start offensively. Mike Bobo calling the shots at OC. I think we know a thing or two about Mike Bobo, don't we? Shane Beamer actually won and know against Mike Bobo in his tenure at South Carolina when the Gamecocks took down Auburn back in 2021 at Wiggins brice Stadium. So Mike Bobo looks to fill the shoes of a Todd Munkin who was fantastic for UGA. You then go to the offensive line, a pair of new offensive tackles, an offensive line that has been sort of moved around, shifted around. Nobody will question their talent, but the production through two weeks against lesser opponents, it simply hasn't been there. Georgia averaging just 129 rushing yards per game. And for the Georgia standard, they have fallen well short of that. There's questions in the UGA running game as a whole, right? Kendall Milton is obviously back, led the way last year for them, or was the leading returning rusher, I should say. But, you know, it's it's been a very by-committee approach. There isn't one guy in that running back room for Georgia that has really stood out for two weeks. They've got some capable pieces. They've got some high-profile guys from the recruiting ranks, but nobody's really popped at this point, and they're banged up in regards to the running game and, you know, running backs, O-line as well, if you talk to any dogs fans or those who cover UGA football. And then, of course, you go to the quarterback position, Carson Beck, who is also, again, filling the shoes of a departed Stetson Bennett, who, you know, maybe he had his issues off the field, and we're seeing that kind of play out in the NFL, unfortunately, but one of the greatest dogs in school history. I mean, when you look at and what Stetson Bennett meant to Georgia football, not just in the numbers and the production, but being a leader, a leader on and off the field, playing with a chip on his shoulder, playing with a tenacity, and playing with an edge. You then look defensively. Georgia losing Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith from a season ago. Hey, they haven't been able to pressure the quarterback. We've all heard the numbers this week. I think they're what 86th in the country in in pressure rates or pressuring the quarterback. So there are question marks for this Georgia football team entering this game. And then on the South Carolina side, in a matchup like this, after a really rocky week one, you were able to find some things, right, against Furman. Granted, the FCS Furman Paladins, but let's be fair. We were giving Furman a lot of credit this time last week, and so you have to give credit where it's due as South Carolina dismantled the Paladins in the final few minutes of the first half and all throughout the second half as well. Youngsters emerging all over the field, from quarterback to running back to offensive line to defensive line to the secondary. I mean, all over the field, you saw the stars of tomorrow shine in that ball game, and that win against Furman. And if South Carolina is going to do the unthinkable, if they're going to pull the upset, having a confident Spencer Rattler and a Spencer Rattler that is playing as well as he is, that's a great place to start. We also got good word last night on the status of Gamecocks wide receiver Juice Wells when Shane Beamer had this to say, quote, he's fine. There were questions about his health, but Juice is good. Juice is very focused and has done everything this week. Then when asked about, you know, would his health limit him at all against Georgia? What percentage chance is there that that is the case, that he's limited against UGA due to health? Shane Beamer had this to say, quote, zero. Meaning 0% chance that he's limited. Did we hear very similar reports? Heading into UNC in Furman? Yes, we did. So hopefully we keep our fingers crossed. That third time is a charm. I am so intrigued and fascinated to see how South Carolina attacks Carson Beck and attacks Georgia defensively, right? Because we now know no jataius gear in this football game and guys I-, I think that is a massive blow for South Carolina just call it for what it is it's it's really unfortunate that one of the top guys that you nabbed, really your top landing out of the transfer portal on the defensive side of the football was Jataius gear and for the third consecutive week he will not play we mentioned going into Furman last week that you know, there there are nice individual pieces on the Gamecocks defensive line from Talkie Hemingway to Alex Huntley to Jordan Strawn and that those guys just simply had to play better. Well, take that and double it. That is the case in this football game. I don't put a lot of stock, guys, in, in what Georgia has done in the first two weeks. I, I simply don't. I'm not drawing conclusions after seeing a team sleepwalk against UT Martin and Ball State. I'm not drawing conclusions after seeing a Georgia football team have a very watered-down game plan and do nothing to show their hands. You look at Georgia across the board, there's a reason they're ranked number one. There's a reason they're back-to-back national champions. What Kirby Smart has built in Athens, and I don't care if it's Mike Bobo and Will Muschamp and Brian McClendon and his coaching staff, South Carolina, we can feel however we want to feel about those guys. The fact of the matter is this, UGA is a beast. All across the board. South Carolina has to put this football game in the hands of Carson Beck. Winning first and second down, slowing down the running game, and making Carson Beck prove that he is ready to win a football game of this magnitude. If he answers the bell, you tip your cap and say, so be it. But I think sitting back and and being conservative and letting Georgia, Georgia you to death with six or seven-yard runs, is a recipe for disaster. Your four-touchdown underdogs, roll the dice. Play aggressively. Give yourself an opportunity to force some turnovers. Make some big plays. Admittedly, I am nervous about the Gamecocks' secondary. We've talked a lot about Georgia's great crop of weapons, their wide receivers, with Ra rah Thomas, Dominic Lovett, Arian Smith, it does not sound like Ladd McConkey will play in this game. Brock Bowers, who there's been some questions about his health, but from UGA folks I've talked to, he will indeed go in this football game. They'd be stunned if he missed it. With all the talk this week about stopping the run and, and selling out to stop the run, I am a little bit nervous that that UGA passing game could get loose especially when you think about the fact you have a banged up Nick Imanwari and David Spaulding in your secondary. Valiant that those guys are going to play tomorrow, but how effective will they be? On the offensive side of things, been a lot of debate this week about what the game plan should be. When South Carolina has the football offensively, should it be swing passes and dump offs and screens? Should it be attacking in the vertical vertical passing game? Should South Carolina just be stingy with a run? The translation is this, guys. When you have the offensive line that South Carolina is working with and you're going up against a defense like a Georgia – I would not want to be in the position of Gamecocks offensive coordinator double loggins, because it is a very, very difficult task. If Juice Wells is actually at 110%, the Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at GameTime. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's SP or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. How does that change the offensive game plan for South Carolina? Obviously, Xavier Leguette has been playing like a man possessed, along with Spencer Rattler. You add another weapon on the outside, and South Carolina might be cooking. Is this also the week we see the tight ends get involved? Trey Knox, Joshua Simon, guys that we feel have tons of potential but just haven't really flashed quite yet. And then there's the running game. And then there's the offensive line. How is South Carolina able to find balance in this football game? Because whether it's manufacturing something, whether it's getting creative, whether it's an extended handoff, there has to be something. There has to be a second pitch. Something to keep Georgia's defense on their heels. Something to make Georgia's defense second-guess themselves even for a moment. Because if you can find a semblance of balance, right? This is a Georgia defense without Javon Bullard in the back end at safety. He will miss this game with an injury. If you can find some semblance of balance, well, then you bring in deception. Then you bring in some play action. Then you bring in that vertical passing game, some one-on-one matchups, and getting that Georgia defense, as we mentioned, on their heels. And then there's Beamer Ball as well. Guys, if you're going to pull this massive upset, you have to have the recipe you got to find balance offensively, and you got to take some chances and hit some deep shots. Defensively, you've got to slow down the run and get after Carson Beck and force him into mistakes, and then Beamer Ball, special teams. Beamer Ball to the moon has got to show itself and be a massive part of this football game, whether it be a big return, kickoff, or punt, whether it be a blocked punt, blocked field goal, a fake, whatever it is. Beamer Ball has to play a big part as well. With all of that being said, guys, South Carolina had a really, really nice bounce-back victory last week, right? But the fact of the matter is this. South Carolina has played one game against Power 5 competition. And in that game, they surrendered nine sacks and generated zero defensively. And that was against North Carolina. Georgia's offensive and defensive lines are far superior to what South Carolina saw when they took on the Tar Heels. That's not even up for debate. I don't care what the numbers say about Georgia's defensive front, this pressure rate, that. South Carolina will have their hands full. And I just don't know how South Carolina is going to be able to get any sort of push, both in the running game and protecting Spencer Rattler. Now, as I mentioned, having a confident Spencer Rattler is a great place to start. If you're going to pull off this upset or make this a fourth quarter game, you can't do it without him playing. Arguably, what I think would go down as his best game of the season. But can they protect him? And guys, maybe this goes without saying, but some really interesting stats that I saw via our friend Josh Pate over at 24-7 Sports. And yes, I know, most quarterbacks, if not all, are better when they have a clean pocket and they're not pressured. But listen to these splits on Spencer Rattler's stats. When Spencer Rattler is not pressured, working with a clean pocket, and this is his career stats, a 79.5% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, and one interception. When Spencer Rattler is under pressure, a 36.7% completion percentage, seven touchdowns, and eight interceptions. That does not bode well when you factor in, he is going to be under duress and under pressure all day long. As I told you guys over the summer, we knew these offensive line deficiencies were a reality. And I told you guys repeatedly, my greatest fear is when South Carolina is made to be one-dimensional, it will be ugly, and South Carolina will struggle. You can only throw up so many deep shots to Xavier Leguette. You can only throw up so many 50-50 balls and get away with it. Georgia's defense will make you pay. And while I think Spencer Rattler will give the Gamecocks everything he has, I think at some point what you fear is that QB one He's going to put this game on himself. He's going to do everything he can to win this football game. That is going to lead to him forcing the issue, throwing the ball into coverage, trusting his arm. And when you do that against Georgia, guess what, guys? They're going to make you pay. On the defensive side, a lot of questions and not a whole lot of answers, guys. I know this is a Georgia football team that hasn't exactly been electric, but you know what they're not? They're not mistake-prone. Georgia doesn't shoot themselves in the foot. Georgia doesn't make mistakes. And that's what it's going to take for South Carolina to stay in this football game. I don't buy the narrative that Georgia's offensive line is an issue and they can't get their running game going. You know what's great for a struggling running game? Playing the South Carolina defense. Simply put. And I think without Jataius Gear. South Carolina will struggle to get any sort of run push. I think the pass rush will be non existent. I think I may even be more worried about Georgia attacking South Carolina down the field because Carson Beck is going to have all day to throw. And while he may not have the experience and this might be his first SEC start, it's not like this guy's a true freshman. And if you look at Carson Beck on tape, you look at the film, he's got all the tools, he makes every single throw. He's more talented than Stetson Bennett ever was. I said this over the summer, and I will say this yet again. In my opinion, the question is not, will South Carolina win this football game? The question is, how many times does South Carolina cross the fifty? Guys, I love what Shane Beamer's doing. I I think he's doing great things with this Gamecocks football program. But these two programs are light years apart.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
0: Playing true freshmen on the offensive line in a game like this, it's not a recipe for success. Shane Beamer's indicated they are going to do that. I think Georgia bullies the Gamecocks in the trenches from start to finish. I do think South Carolina will hit some plays downfield. I think Spencer Rattler forces the issue. I'm most concerned about the Gamecocks in the red zone. When you have to run the football, are you able to run it? I don't think South Carolina will be able to do so a team that rushed for negative two yards with sacks included against UNC and then 2.8 yards per carry against Furman. I don't see any sort of run game getting going for South Carolina. I think Spencer Rattler is under duress all day long. I think he'll give Carolina everything he's got, but I think the pressure on him, he will force the issue. Georgia's defense will force a couple of mistakes, force a couple of turnovers. And I think defensively, South Carolina will have no issue, no answer, I should say, for Georgia offensively. I think the Dogs find their running game. I think Carson Beck has a big, big day through the air. I think those Georgia wide receivers and tight ends flex their muscles in this one. And I just think in a ball game like this, guys, in the SEC, if you're going to go out there and you're going to go toe to toe with Georgia, you've got to have the big uglies up front. And the Gamecocks do not have them at this point, offensively or defensively. It's not a question of will South Carolina win. It's a question of will South Carolina cover and how many times do the Gamecocks cross the 50? And in my opinion, it won't be many. Lock me in, guys. I've got Georgia winning this football game. Give me dogs 41. South Carolina 12. And again, I could see this being a 17 to 6 score at half, something like that. Gamecocks holding tough, doing all they can. But I I think Georgia's offensive line, second half, going to start to lean on South Carolina, wear out that Gamecocks defense. And until I see otherwise, guys, you know, I've been trying to talk myself into it all week that, you know, maybe this South Carolina team is, you know, Spencer Rattler puts up this. But here's the reality. It's going to take an incredibly unique set of circumstances for South Carolina not just to win, but even to compete in this football game. And unfortunately, hope isn't a strategy.